Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Scott Coyle. Scott, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thanks for having me on today. You bet. Let's do this. Scott is the CEO of Click IPO, the first ever mobile app and integrated platform that aggregates individual interest in IPOs and <coughs> secondary offerings. I'm excited to have you on. Scott, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay, so my personal life, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, and I graduated. Well, I actually, I moved here at the end of high school, and then I, I graduated in, in uh, Saguaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. Went to Arizona State University and got out of college uh, in the late 80s and, the, and uh, went right into the uh, brokerage business. Um, was married, uh, had two, two beautiful daughters, and I was in the brokerage business. I started off as a stockbroker, and then I gravitated into corporate finance in the 90s. Uh, was taking companies public in the mid to late 90s, and then um, that market sort of changed in the 2000s. I was still involved with corporate finance, raising private capital for companies, et cetera. And then that that evolution of sort of where the market is today led us to uh, led us to click IPO, the entity that I'm involved with today. Excellent, I love it. So, if you would give us some some level <coughs> setting on on what in the past how IPOs worked, who had access to them, um, and then how you sort of, for lack of a better term, hacked the system, if that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but back in the '90s, there were uh, you know, six or 700 IPOs in, in many years, or may have even been over a thousand, but, but back then there were many smaller companies going public and smaller companies were going public with smaller underwriters, smaller underwriters. And even the bigger underwriters had retail customers that had access to those offerings. And then what happened in 2001, when the NASDAQ crashed, <coughs> small investors were losing money and they were upset. They turned around, they were suing their brokers. The regulators came in and saw in proprietary. So they, they changed a lot of the rules. And essentially what happened is the major investment banks decided, the small investment banks were having a hard time getting anything public when the rules changed. And the major investment banks decided they were only going to deal with institutions and super high net worth customers because they didn't want to have suitability problems with smaller customers. So essentially the IPO market changed and became where every everyday investors were getting some access in the 90s, in the mid 2000s, 2003, four, five, six, that access was essentially cut off and many smaller underwriters weren't taking companies public. So the big ones were doing it with institutions and super high net worth investors and that's how it exists today until Click IPO came along. And we came along with a business model where we felt like in this day and age, in the age of technology, 
you can buy anything from a smartphone. You can buy, obviously, Amazon or Netflix or really anything you want. Uh, and you can buy stocks. You can buy options and futures. And, you know, the smartphone has become the utility to buy anything. But individual investors don't have access to IPOs. And part of that is when the, that change occurred at the same time, these online brokerage firms be get bigger and bigger with their low cost commission strategy. And some of the online broker dealers are zero cost for commissions now, or they're $5 a trade. So they've become very, very cheap. So that is where all of the individual investors are nowadays are at the online brokerage firms, the E-Trades, TD Ameritrade, Robinhood is a free trading platform, Webull, TradeStation, Redbridge. That, that's where all the individual investors are. But those online firms, they get calls from from individual customers and, hey, I'd like a piece of an IPO. I'd like a piece of Airbnb when it comes public or Uber, Lyft or Peloton. And those online broker dealers don't have relationships with the major underwriters that take these companies public. So what, so what our model is, we we have agreements with 36 or 37 underwriters right now to allocate shares of IPOs and secondary offerings to us. They're about 600 a year, roughly. And so they allocate shares to click IPO. And what we do is we take, we've built a platform that allows individual investors to place orders for IPOs and secondary offerings. So they can either do that through the click IPO app where they can log into the app and they can connect a brokerage account and they can place an order through the app and all they do is they'll look at offerings, they click on an offering, they see something they like, they say, hey, I like this, you know, I like this deal, I'll place an order, I'll place an order for $1,000 or $100,000, whatever they want to do. And that order routes through their brokerage firm to click IPO. We reflect those orders to the underwriter, the underwriter allocates to click IPO. We reallocate all those shares to the individual investors at various online broker dealers. And we have agreements with, I think it might may even be 10 online broker dealers now that we can do this for their customers. And in some cases, like Webull and Redbridge and BBAE, they actually, we've integrated our platform into their system. So when you log into their application, they'll have an IPO section. You click on IPO, you place orders right in their platform through an external API. And it makes it really easy for the customer to look at an offering, place an order for it, and then we aggregate those orders from all those online broker dealers. We go to the underwriter and say, hey, we have $5 million of this to buy. They then allocate to us, maybe they allocate us the full five million, maybe they give us a million or two or three million. And then what we do is we reallocate those shares to the customers and it winds up in their online brokerage account wherever they are. So the, so the plan is, um, and we're growing. We've done. We have 36 agreements with underwriters. We have agreements with nine or 10 online broker dealers right now, and we have we've placed 65 offerings through our platform so far. So the platform works. It's it's really easy, simple to use, um, and we believe that you know we're in conversations. We're talking to many of the major online broker dealers, in both in the U.S. and abroad. And eventually, we'll have a distribution pipe with millions of investors on it so that they'll have access to IPOs. You know, think of us like, like an Amazon or like, a, you know, like Netflix has access to movies. That, that's where we're going with this. And what makes it complicated is there are all kinds of regulatory requirements 
and rules around how you place orders, prospectus delivery. There are a lot of different, a lot of different things that we figured out to make this <clears throat> platform very viable and scalable. So that's a little background on Click IPO. And what it is for the individual investor, it's basically either through our app or through your online brokerage firm. If it's if they're connected or they've partnered with Click IPO, you can look at IPO and secondary offerings, and you can place an order and you know, you may not get all you may not get all the shares that you're asking for, but hopefully we can get you some shares and it'll you know, we'll, we're giving access to a product that since the late 90s has really been cut off. So we're bringing it back through the use of a technology platform. So that's a that's a 10 minute uh, elevator pitch. <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate that very much. And I think that that was uh, I think you explained it pretty well. Um, so I, I guess uh, perhaps a. Uh, Two questions. If you could maybe give us an example of of a company that's gone public, and then how many shares that they allocate, and um, perhaps you could do that. Uh, but then also, is it is it that that the regulatory agencies are concerned about price manipulation, where they wouldn't just allow? I I, I guess why is it so hard um, to offer it to a, a, a ton of people. It seems like they'd be able to fill their, for lack of a better term, order really quickly with, with the internet. And that's really what you're trying to do? Correct. So the so a couple of things, what, what happened, when the rules changed in 2001, the regulations got stiffer. And basically the major investment banks that underwrite 90% of the offerings, they, they get in trouble because they sell something to somebody that isn't suitable. Well, the way they avoid that is if, you know, if, you, if your net worth is $10 million and you make $2 million a year, you, the, the big firms have a hard time getting in trouble for suitability reasons. So what they do is if you're a small customer, they just don't deal with you. And okay. so, the, so the big firms have access to the product. I mean, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, these bigger firms underwrite these offerings, and they have a – a huge network of institutions, which are their A customers, that they sell 80 to 90% of these offerings to. And then the other 10 to 20% is super high net worth individuals. So they don't, they really haven't figured out how to reach out to the individual investors, but the individual investors are very, very important to the uh, issuers going public because many of these consumer brands, they're, they're, they're investors that actually use their product. Um, and there's a lot of studies done about broad retail distribution, the benefits, you know, to both the issuer, the way the stock trades and other things. So it's really, it really evolved into where the major investment banks have figured out a method where it's institutions and high net worth. And they, they haven't really gone down to the individual investor. So we've, we figured out the path to get those shares to individual investors now to make it really easy for the investment banks, because we may represent 10 broker dealers right now. And millions of dollars of buying from hundreds of thousands of investors. But to the that underwriter, you know, we go to Goldman Sachs. We did $5 million of a Goldman Sachs offering. Um, it was called Pintech. It was a China offering. But we went to them with one order. So we give them one order. They allocate one order to us. They don't have to worry about reallocating to 10 or 12 or 15 broker-dealers or thousands of customers. They're not their customers. They don't have to deal with it. So we solve that problem. And interestingly, on the regulatory fr front, um, <clears throat> probably six or seven months ago, one of our advisors is John Ashcroft, former attorney general. And John and I and members of our team, we met with the chairman of the SEC, Jay Clayton, 
and talk to him about what we're doing. And he told us, and you can you can see this if you look up Jay Clayton SEC IPOs. The SEC is trying to deregulate, still protect investors, but they're trying to open up the market, both partially the private markets, but also the the public markets, so that individual investors can get a piece of the growth of America. I mean, the way it works now, Uber goes public at a $70 billion market cap. Amazon went at $600 million. So there's just, it's going to be hard for Uber to be worth a trillion dollars versus Amazon at $600 million. You know, it could continue to go up every year. So they, they would like to see companies going public earlier, and they want to see average everyday investors get a piece of these companies when they go public. So the regulators, especially the SEC, you know, they're, they're trying to change that. And, you know, one of the things that has happened, there used to be eight or 9,000 public companies. There's now 3,500, 4,000, depending on what you read. And the shrinking public markets is because they overregulated and that stopped companies from going public. There were less avenues and you had to be a lot bigger company to go public through major banks. And hopefully now, and so there's a lot more money that has been funded in the private sector. The problem is in the private sector, you have to have a million dollar net worth and make $200,000 a year and probably be involved with a venture capital firm to, for an average investor to get any money into a growth company like an Uber, a Lyft, or a Peloton at an early stage. So they're trying, the, the regulators are actually trying to change that. I'm actually, we've got a meeting with the SEC again in a couple of weeks because we're we're part of that solution. We're part of the solution of, hey, we're creating this platform. It's universal in the industry. It doesn't, it, at the end of the day, it won't matter where your account is. Um, and we're trying to create this universal pipe to distribute to retail investors, but not only in the U.S., but around the world. And it's it's a huge benefit for, you know, the, the SEC. You know, one of the things they said was, and I totally believe this, everybody that gets the growth doesn't need it. Everybody that needs the growth can't get it. Hmm. And Click IPO's platform is trying to change all that. That's what we're, that's what we're shooting for. So there, there's a lot of moving parts. It's a big, this is a big job to tackle for us as an entity to try to create this pipe and unify it and then make arrangements with underwriters and then eventually go to issuers and talk to issuers. Hey, we have millions of people. Why would you not want to use our pipe when you go public? Why wouldn't you want to give us a piece of the offering? Got it. All right. So, so for a consumer, I, I, I go to click IPO today. What, uh, what, what can I expect? What is the process, uh, that I go through to be able to actually invest? So <clears throat> you can either go to one of our partners and I'll, I'll get you a list of who our partners are and you can open an account with them or you can download the click IPO app with it, which I would recommend for anybody uh, whether you're going to invest or not, downloading the Click IPO app, you have access to uh, offering information. You have access to a pre prospectus. We made an agreement with Renaissance Capital, which is a it's an institutional research shop. We've got their information on our app, so you can download the app and you could look at you know an Uber, a Lyft, a Peloton, or whatever deals come in public, and you can you can get information. You can get a prospectus. You can get information on the company. Um, it's a great resource for anybody to have the app and you'll be able to see what offerings are in registration when they're coming public. So you can really get educated on the IPO market. We've got an FAQ, we've got a section. It's really educational. If you go through the app and read everything we have in there, even if you don't understand really how IPOs or secondary offerings work, if you go through our app, you'll understand it after you read some things, you'll get a good understanding of it. If you're past that and you say, Hey, I want to, 
I want to invest in IPOs, then through our app, you can actually open an account with one of our affiliate broker dealers, and we're using TradeStation right now. So through the app, you can actually open a brokerage account, you can fund the brokerage account, and then once the account is open and funded, you can start placing orders uh, through the app for IPOs or secondaries. In order to place the order the way the online world works, you have to have the money in your account before you place the order. So the system, you know, if you have $10,000 in your account, you place an order for 15, the system won't take it. You have to make sure you have money in your account. So it's really, it's a pretty simple process. Uh, and it's, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's very educational. I mean, I highly recommend it. We have many uh, syndicate guys on Wall Street that are in the business that actually use our app as a tool because it's a calendar. They'll see when something's in registration, when it's available order, you know, the timing is, it okay, it's, it's going to go public this Thursday. Nope, it's changed. It's gotten delayed until next Tuesday. Like there's just all kinds of information on there that's really important for investors. Yeah, I definitely want to echo that of how important it is to to be educated and to do your best to understand how the whole process works. But it sounds like it sounds like you're making it pretty easy. So I certainly appreciate that. Well, Scott, Savage Nation's ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? The difference making tip is this: you the IPO market. Many people get into you know IPOs historically in order to get them sold, they're priced below what the underwriters and the issuers actually think they're really worth. So there's usually a little bit of an uptick in an IPO. So it comes public, it, it, it can go up, and not all of them do, but many of them will go up in value. So that that's the lure of buying an IPO is a lot of times they go up. Now, sometimes they don't. Uber and Lyft didn't work because they priced those, in my opinion, they priced them too high. But, you know, long term, we'll see where they'll go. But my number one tip I would give an investor is that before you buy anything, especially, and this this goes for any stock, but an IPO especially, make sure you understand the company. Look at the prospectus, look at the profile, make sure you understand the space they're in, look at management. Look at those things and do your homework and make sure, think of it as an investment. Like if you buy something, say, hey, this is a pharmaceutical company, you know, I think this is a good a good investment. I'm going to do my homework and make sure I'm okay with this because then if you, if you, if you buy it and you know, IPOs can be volatile when they start trading because there's no established market. So they tend to move around a lot, but that, that volatility will be easier to deal with if you're looking at the long-term prospects of the company. So that, that would be my, my advice. Do your homework before you buy anything. Make sure you understand what you're buying. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they download the app? Uh, they can go to uh, go to the App Store or Google Play, and uh, it's under uh, Click IPO Holdings. Uh, that's where you can download the app, or you can go to and you can find out more about us at our website, ClickIPO.com. You can go there as well. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Scott your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to ClickIPO.com which is the website, and go to the App Store, um, wherever else you download your apps, and, uh, and find them there. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight, because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding 
how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.